Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And we had a show with a difference today. We were live from Oki in London, which is a kind of... Uh, a sort of darts bar, loads and lots of different boards. You can come along with your mates and have a game of darts. You get the idea. You've seen them around the country. And um, this is where they've held the Paddy Power World Darts Championship draw because Paddy have taken over as sponsors for three years from today. What wasn't different is I sounded like Russ Bray throughout the whole show. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Russ's last uh, World Championship. Yeah, it's great, it's, Russ. Uh, yeah, tiring, I think. So um, we chatted to Paddy Power because they've made some fundamental changes to the dartboard. I think they've taken all the numbers off of it. But uh, no, they have made a change. He told us about that. Apparently there's some science behind it. Um, Danny Kelly joined us for a look at the uh, uh, football, the weekend's football. And I think that kind of should give you a flavour of it all. So uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. You don't know this. Uh, earlier, I asked uh, Gerwin Price to throw three darts directly into my forehead. Yeah. Because it would be less painful than watching Chelsea lose to Newcastle. <laughs> more, more, on that, <laughs> more on that later, because uh, Paddy Power has joined us. Paddy, good afternoon. I was actually looking at rapt attention there. Yeah. Going, this is interesting. And then, okay, <laughs> yeah. I forgot. It's been a while. You know what he's like. I forgot for a little bit. I forgot well, for a minute. This is, I mean, this is some sponsorship, isn't it? Amazing. That's the great, World yeah. Darts Championship. That's definitely. It's the first of three years. I mean, my... I was, t- t- I was telling Andy earlier on, uh, like, obviously, watch it every year. I've never been to it, so I'm dying to go. Really? So obviously, mm. as I, I'm assuming I got myself a ticket. <laughs> I think I'm you will. they let me in. But <laughs> yeah. I, it's, anyway. It's a teetotal event, you do realise that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's, Cordials you know, all round. You, you knew me and all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it's just, you watch it every year. Like, so, I mean, that's, that's my, I say, my memory is coming back from Leopardstown over Christmas after a few pints, you sit down and watch the darts, and eventually, yeah. at some stage, you, you wake up at the couch at four in the morning. <laughs> but <I guess. laughs> but, uh, but it is, it's, it's, it's a staple, it's, and it's, the tickets are so hard to come by. It's like the only game in town, isn't it? It's, it's a really, really oh, yeah. brilliant, iconic sporting event. So, absolutely over the moon to be sponsoring it. I mean, it is. Uh, like, I mean, it's it's it'll be it'll be deadly. It'll be, it suits us down to the ground as well. It's all about the experience. It's all about the uh, like the crack, and it's all about the, you know the, I guess the what would you call it? Just the atmosphere at the place. It, like, yeah. it kind of really suits. I think. I think we're. I, I can't wait to get a, get across and have a look at it. I know the the team. I've done absolutely no as usual no work on it, but I'm <laughs> told all the all the work we've done. Uh, I'll take all the credit, but um, it's going to be. I, I think we've. We're, we're, 
a few little things they're adding to the to the event from previous years. Hard to, hard to improve on perfection. Oh, indeed. But a few little sprinkles of Paddy Bear magic on top of uh, what's been there before, and hopefully we'll make it even better. So well, one of the things you've done, Paddy, is to turn the treble 20 green from its traditional red. Yeah, I see uh, the board there behind. Yeah, uh, we've just been looking at the there, boards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we, were, we, we, we kept catching up with Gerwin Price and Fallon Sherrick earlier on. They were having a just to practice. They didn't seem to be troubled by it. No. They seem to be getting plenty in there. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine it. It, it's a big deal. I mean, people are talking about it today and it's just, it's like an innovation. So we have, uh, there actually is some science behind it, believe it or not. You know, yeah. you, you know me, I'm a massive dart scientist. Well, I know you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> but, uh, um, so apparently the green, green, the color green sits in the center of, our, of the color spectrum, while red and blue are, are at either end of it. So it, it's actually easier for the human eye yeah. to focus on the color green than any other color. So so uh, in theory, it should make it easier to hit the treble 20. And obviously, the 180 is, the, is your favorite, mm. favorite, uh, favorite thing at a, at, yeah. at a darts match. You've seen on the telly or whatever. But uh, So if there's more 180s, if we can improve the performance by just a couple of percent, then it just adds to the event. And, I mean, I can't imagine it's going to be a big issue. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, if there were less. Yeah, well, yeah. If, there, if there's less, it's not going to be great. Look, if you I mean, made it impossible, if you, if you put, like, <laughs> yeah. super glue in it so it just yeah. bounced no, out. We haven't made it time. smaller. Like, yeah. It's the same size. <laughs> no, but it's just, I mean, and everywhere is going to be green. Obviously, yeah. imagine that. But it, the, the stage is going to be deadly. It's all green. The whole place, the lights will be green, everything. So, sure, why not have a little... So, you're going to be... Little, little often at Cheltenham, you'll have your, the, the hats and all that stuff. You're going to be doing a little bit oh, of that. Oh, if people are going along to Ali Pally... Oh, well, you stop. Yeah, yeah. You, you basically go along in your underwear because there'll be so much stuff given out there. <laughs> <laughs> even, actually, even your underwear because <laughs> yeah, you give exactly. out the pants, probably, pants as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there'll be all the foam hands and 180 signs and all that kind of stuff. There's Good loads stuff. and loads of uh, merch and everything like that. So, it's just going to be... It'll be amazing. Honestly, I really can't wait. It's going to be a brilliant crack. Yeah. It's, I, mean, I would imagine as well. It's it's a it's a big punting event. It's got bigger and bigger over the years, isn't it? For it you has, guys? yeah. It's it, because it's it was a, it's it, the time of year it's on and it's on TV and it does build. It really builds. Like from the obviously it's amazing at the start and then it just builds and builds and builds to the crescendo of just after New Year's and when they get to the semis and the final and uh, and like last year, do you remember the the best leg of darts ever? Like oh the, yeah, the almost, the almost double nine. Well, you can't have a double nine nine darts, but you remember the yeah, two of them on a nine darts. It was just a, in, in one of those TV moments of sporting moments. You're kind of going Jesus, and you kind of you're hoping we get a bit of that and think yeah you know i think there's no reason to suggest that we won't you know no no absolutely not should be brilliant yeah there was a because there's loads of branding here and there is an i can't speak thing on the floor which is really good funny enough as you know from various paddy pair events you've been at over the years all of this branding well, not all of this brand is, is expected to go home with us. Oh, so, yeah. So I'm well, having one of those cushions. Yeah, he's got his arm on one of your cushions. cushions. I, over, I overheard a minute ago you were saying you need to charge your phone. Yeah. We've got, I've actually robbed one already. It's in my bag, but I'll get you one as well. It's, 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 it's a diary that's actually a phone charger. It's, oh. it's like magic. Oh, I'm going to get you one of them. Get me one of those, Paddy. Be aware, like the stuff that says Paddy Power, you can probably rob, but don't rob like the stuff that actually belongs here. Don't take the furniture around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is brilliant, though. One of the guys walked in and went, there isn't enough branding. You're thinking, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're very demanding. Oh, they're very demanding. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be over. You'll be coming over uh, for a few I will, days. Yeah, I'm yeah, over. Yeah. It starts the 15th of December. So I'm coming over for a couple of days around that at the beginning. And then I'm over once again before, I can't remember what day before Christmas. Then I'm over, uh, I'm on a, uh, an 8 a.m. flight on New Year's Day, which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm oh. in, in negotiations about that <laughs> one. So I might, I, might, that. I might come in on the second for the semis and the final as well. So, uh, But I'm, I'm due to come in on the first, but I'm going to try and wangle my way out of that one, to be honest, the early flight. But uh, 
Should be good. Well, lovely to see you, Paddy. Yeah, it's great to and, see you. Uh, yeah, congratulations on what a great sponsorship yeah. for Thank you. you. And uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to the world. So we're going to be chatting to some of the darts players a little bit. Like, do you play, Paddy? Are you um, any good? I've thrown a few arrows before in my time. You know, yeah. we, we, we have sponsored a number of darts events in the past. And my, uh, I guess my favourite memory was getting on stage at one of the events and playing against Raymond Van Bardevelt in front of a small a spattering of a crowd. Yeah. But I had uh, a full mohawk, green mohawk, full darts <laughs> gear, that ocean bag. I practiced. I practice for a week. I was actually pretty good, but when you get up on stage, I basically did the proverbial and I, I ended up on a, he, he let me win. Well, sorry, I beat him in one of the legs. Uh, I was on double one yeah. for ages and he was, he, he was whispering, <laughs> well, you just hit the bloody double one. <laughs> so I eventually got it. <laughs> oh dear. So I, I'm, I'm no good, but I played, I played a bit, yeah. Well, cheers, Paddy. Lovely to see you. Thanks, lads. We will catch up with you soon. So cheers. there we are. Um, the, yeah, the treble 20 is green. I've got a bit of red green colour blindness, which is not ideal at the traffic lights. But, um, <laughs> But I, even I can see that screen from this pleased. close. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There's so much football to reflect on after another busy weekend. Still a game to go tonight. Andy can't wait to talk about uh, Newcastle, Chelsea. Um, but uh, joining us as always on a Monday to do that is Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Hi, chaps. All good? Yeah, not too bad, Danny. Before mm. we get underway, um, mm. we should pay tribute to uh, Terry Venables. It was such sad news yesterday. Myself and Andy did a... An outside broadcast with Terry spent the afternoon with us a, a, a few years back, and uh, it was—it's always fascinating to be in his company. He was—he was an incredible guy, wasn't he? I mean, you're very lucky to have spent some time with him. I was also lucky enough to have worked with him and spent a couple of evenings with him. Um, colourful doesn't do it. Charismatic does not begin to touch the edges of it. An amazing man, as I said yesterday on Talksport. I'll say it again: to be a working-class lad from Dagenham, in Britain and to, do, to be at the centre of the national debate of the national sport for 50 years in a, a myriad different roles, absolutely incredible. And let's not underestimate his importance as a football coach. Forget about Euro 96. The Barcelona team that he organised in to win the, the, the title in 85 and to miss out on the Champions League in 86 through penalties. They missed all their penalties, by the way, Terry and penalties. Um, when Johan Cruyff gets to Barcelona, that team is already in place. Cruyff perfects it, and what we watch today in the Premier League is all, um, a lot of it, born out of that team through Guardiola, and Venables is right at the centre of that, and a hugely important um, football coach, and as I say, a, a life that you couldn't make up in fiction. Amazing. I was lucky enough to spend the night at Scribes. You used to spend a bit of time with him there, didn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, it was memorable. And uh, Eric Hall was the MC, and he was very. It was. Funny. used to have a karaoke night, didn't they? Yeah, they oh, Saturday night was karaoke. This was his night. club. If he had a club in uh, in Kensington, didn't he, Terry? Scribes yeah. West. Yeah, that Scribes West. That was it. And, yeah. uh, Not I to be confused with Scribes East. No one <laughs> confused that. No. I remember the, the Tony Adams there one night but yeah. before he gave up the drink, drinking out of a bottle of champagne. Oh, Tremendous. They were fun, and yeah. uh, we were sitting opposite Dennis Wise, who Dennis used to like to sing there. Yeah. And it was the night that Chelsea had lost 4-1 to Leeds. Uh, oh, OK. And Popular my, scoreline for Chelsea. Was, and my wife said to him, how come you're not as upset as my husband? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Which is laughs> incredible. There was but, an interesting line today, I thought, from Dave Kidd in The Sun. It was a really good point. Mm. Um, he said, uh, he said that those that played under Venables, characters as diverse as Gascoigne, Tony Adams, Gary Lineker and mm. Gareth Southgate were unanimous in their love and respect for a great man, manager and tactician. And sometimes a coach can get the best out of a certain kind of personality. But that sort of speaks volumes, really, that there's all, they're very different people, yet they all loved him. They all loved what he did as a coach. Now, that, that takes some doing, I think. 
two great strengths as a coach. One, as you say, man management. Players, whether they were doer professionals or flamboyant artists, all responded to him because I think he had a way with people that allowed him to get through to everybody. And also he was flexible. You know, um, at Barcelona, as I say, he, he introduced the idea of everyone's going to work hard and press hard to Spanish football. And yet, a decade later, he's playing the most flamboyant Christmas tree with their England team in Euro, in Euro 96. He, he sponged up ideas from all over the place. And of yeah. course, his impl the influence of Malcolm Allison on him um, should never be forgotten because Allison was the one who said, you've got to open your mind here, Terry. All things are possible in football, provided we can break away from the ideas of the FA. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We, eh? had a, we had a minute's applause from yesterday at uh, Spurs before the should game. We do I it think, again? I think he would have enjoyed that, that match um, yesterday, the sort of to and fro of it, but a man who loved his attacking football. Yeah, but in fact, he, he also sang with my wife's uncle, Joe Loss. The Joe Loss Orchestra, yeah, yeah and he's, he's married into the Loss family. I did. I don't see. I uh, many things about Andy amaze me, <laughs> yeah. and not all really, all, not always for good reasons. <laughs> But that is now you've got my estimation yet again. You've yeah. married into the lost dynasty. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You've but kept uh, this just, you've kept this to yourself. No, you've got I one of his old buttons. But the thing is, a caller rang up Talksport and said uh, I think this morning and said I saw him at the Hammersmith Palais yeah. singing with a big band. I'm shouting, yes, it was Joe Loss. You're shouting <laughs> yeah. on the radio, Andy. That's not a good sign. <laughs> no, no, well, that's normal for me. Amazing, so, tremendous, get, tremendous guy. Yeah, tremendous he coach. absolutely was. Yeah. Well, we're going to get underway then with Everton nil, Manchester United three, and uh, incredible atmosphere generated by the Everton fans trying to make it a kind of cauldron, and then mm. Garnacho goes and yeah. does that Thanks. and takes all the air out the balloon. What a finish! <laughs> that was the equivalent of the Allen key, wasn't it? When you go to <laughs> when you go to the central heating, yeah, it was. He bled their radiator. It's very <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. First of all, you know. Sometimes you forget why you you like watching football, whether it's you know watching um, kids on the park or the Champions League final. When that happens, oh yeah, sorry, I remember now why I like this game. The chaos, despite the coach's best efforts, suddenly slowed down to a moment that you know you're not going to forget it. But in ten years' time, we'll still be we'll all be very old men indeed on some other radio station for old people and banging on about that goal because it was fantastic. <laughs> did, he, did he shin it though? Well, this yeah, well, I think Stan, it's a, Stan, it's a bit reckons, churlish to start. Stan reckons he might have shinned it. <laughs> yeah, but so, but so did Wayne Rooney in the famous overhead yeah, yeah, kick, yeah. and nobody says oh he shinned it. it you know, what, what, maybe shinning it in is the way to do it. Um, what was the name of the German fellow who specialised in this? About thirty, Klaus Fischer. Germany yeah. has sent a forward who scored half his goals with overhead kicks. I'll check him out if he's still alive to see what he thinks about the shinning. Do you think the amount of goals Klaus missed to get himself in the position to do it as an overhead? There were probably little simple tappings and oh, headers, headers yeah. from three yeah. yards, yeah. but his attempt to contort his body into an overhead kick so he could get another one. Oh, dear. Uh, but it's a, it was it's a beautiful thing. From Everton's point of view, as I said, it, it could have been, to concede that early to a goal like that just put them behind the eight ball. Who knows what would have happened. It was a good professional performance by Manchester United. But Evan created a lot, but just, you know, couldn't make the I difference. I thought the penalty Look, was a bit dubious yeah. as well. I didn't it, it, you know, it's one of those games where you can't trust the numbers. Yeah. Now, the number I normally go for is the number of shots people have in a game. Everton had 24 shots at yeah. goal and still were comfortably beaten. I'm not yeah. sure how Manchester United are doing this. They're, they're the form team now. Is that five wins in six in the Premier League? It's yeah. a good um, sign for them because they're not playing yeah, particularly well. Right. They played all right yesterday and, uh, and they're picking up the points. That's always good. And for Everton, with the points deduction, which may, of course, change on appeal, yeah. um, 
just another number that you can trust that in the calendar year is 11 home defeats mm. and you won't you will struggle in the Premier League if you're losing that many of your home games yeah Evertonians would have looked at the table last night and seen Luton on nine points and them on four it, yeah, it's it is a bit worrying yeah, but you know is. look I think they're a good enough squad they can it's make 20, up the ground 23 games to go or something you know, it's quite yeah. a lot of games to go so yeah, so um, yeah uh, let's move on shall we uh, yeah, Tottenham no. Hotspur one oh dear <laughs> uh, Aston Villa two it was I, you know, I'll tell you what, Danny, maybe I'm being naive and sucked into the Ange vortex uh, mm. in the kind of Ange cult, but I refuse to be downcast. Um, I thought we played some fantastic stuff yesterday. The margins are very fine. They were mm. against Wolves. They were against Chelsea. With t- you know, I'm, I'm watching this team, and normally at this stage, if we'd lost three in a row, uh, I'd be feeling yeah. very different. Um, I, look, I may be a fool, but I, I no, actually no, think it, we're going to have a very good second half of the season. No, you're not a fool because at least now you're not watching defensive football and getting beat. At least you're watching offensive football now. And, and as getting it happens, beat. <laughs> and as it happens, getting beat. Mm. I mean, I, I felt very ambivalent about the result. I've got to be honest. Um, no team has ever started a Premier League game. I checked with Bill Edgar of the Times without a recognised centre-back or a recognised defensive midfielder. Well. Um, and so either so he, he found an absolutely new formula to win football matches... Or, as I suspect when I saw the lineup, they were going to get beat. Um, now, of course, they were unlucky. They had a lot of chances, um, three goals disallowed for offside, and the game hinges, in my humble opinion, on the horrible foul by Cash on Benton Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say he didn't know what he was doing and give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt, but after what he did to Doherty, mm. I don't think he said, I haven't got much benefit of the doubt about it. It was a game. A, a foul designed to change the course of the game, and the momentum did change. Aston Villa, a pretty good team. But I think they're okay. I'm not overly convinced by them. I thought they were really fortunate to win the game. I thought Spurs well worth a point. They, and, they uh, were clinical in a way that... Yeah, that, they are, that they've got Ollie Watkins. We I think that's the thing. They've got a banging form striker. That makes a difference in the Premier League that's so close. I mean, you know, when they played Chelsea, I couldn't see that they were that much until, you know, Cristo got sent off. I think they've got then, a very good coach who could see what was yeah. going wrong in the first half and addressed yeah. it and was able to do that with a bench Bringing from on the bench. Bailey changed it. Yeah. Yeah. And Tiedemanns yeah. and Bailey coming on. I mean, the, yeah. the bench is, it spoke yeah, volumes you know, they're, they're, as well. They're so. decent. They're decent. But I, I thought the worst thing about the game was Jared Gillette taking so long yeah. for the Watkins offside. You're thinking... It's offside. Yeah. Can't you see yeah. that? I'd love you to watch Jared Gillette. I'd love to see him doing his Christmas shopping. It must take him ages to decide what to buy. <laughs> Black Friday, he's there on Saturday, Sunday as well. Yeah, yeah. Never mind when he gets to a super, modern supermarket yeah. and sees there's nearly 400 yards of different breakfast cereals. Yeah. You're screaming at the telly going, what are you looking at? It's offside. Can you not see that? There was a guy behind us at the stadium yesterday saying, oh, Angie's under pressure now. Oh, Tottenham Valve thinking... Well, he's not really, is he? I mean, I mean, if if we'd scattered those three defeats across the, the the so many games so far, I don't think we'd be feeling quite the same at the moment. As I said, I'm keeping the faith. I think when we get players There's back, an argument, we'll be okay. Paul, that the, that the luck they didn't get at Wolves and the luck they didn't get um, against Aston Villa, they had early in the season against yeah, Luton, Sheffield absolutely, United. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, it's uh, it's uh, early days, of course, and uh, yeah, Villa going brave, in the brave, tremendous. Yeah, no, if yeah. you're a Villa fan, you're really delighted. Yeah, of course, and uh, they've moved up into the top four. As we said, they've got a great coach, and I'm sure they'll have a cracking season. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny, we move on to Brentford. Nil, Arsenal one. 
a very late winner for Kai Havertz. Andy, you were there. I was. It was an absolute stinker. I was sitting next to this American mum and her son. It was their first Premier League game. I felt really sorry for them. I yeah. said, it's not normally as bad as this. Was it, was it, this, was it Brentford? Was it there? Was it them kind of the sort of... No, no, I just thought it was after the international weekend. You could see a lot of the teams were lacking sharpness. I thought Arsenal, Arsenal don't have the fluidity that they had last season. They just don't. Well, what, well what do we make of... Kai Osaka's comments today that you know managers are setting up very differently. Not that they've been found out. You couldn't because they are they're a great side. But Saka was saying it's harder this season. A lot of teams playing in low blocks, making it more difficult for them, countering what they bring to the table. I mean that, but that's what modern sport is about, isn't mm. it? Coaches are allowed to work out what you're doing and and change change it. And um, yeah, he's he's probably just observing what is an observable truth. People are slightly more compacted and particularly in the middle against Arsenal um, I guess that the, the thing for them to take out of it is that and Andy's right they're not quite the fluid machine of last season but that result is hugely important for them mm. um, never mind going top of the table it's too early for that to be a thing but that's a game that you might you know Brentford don't lose many London derbies and for Arsenal to get away with that uh, you know even when it was a very very late goal and the fact that it's habits, this is all. This is a very, very good result for Arsenal from a match. Andy, I'm glad because sometimes when you're watching on TV, someone's there. Oh, it's very exciting. And of course, being in the ground, you can get caught up with events. No yeah. events to get caught up with there, was there? No. Paul was, mentioned the guy behind him yesterday. There was a. I don't know if you remember the shot. There was a shot that was deflected, maybe Trussell or somebody, and it was spinning wickedly like a top. And the back behind us shouted, "Catch it, Fleck!" And you think, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it was impossible. But uh, yeah, it was a strange game. And of course, the fans were taking the Mickey out of habits my mate said to me you know he's going to come on and score and of course he did i'll tell you one thing though sitting where i sit at brentford it's a wonderful position to watch players and i watched declan rice throughout the game what a player he is he really is but he was imperious oh, sorry. There, are, there are people on twitter who go i don't get rice what's he doing oh, no he was imperious oh, God. the number of challenges he won the way he sprayed the ball about the way you sort of focal fulcrum of all everything they did i thought he was brilliant absolutely yeah brilliant. sometimes you need to see a player in the flesh to appreciate mm -hmm. them i used to get that with danny welbeck i mean I, I, every time i saw him in the flesh i thought god he's fantastic you know it just sometimes it's just seeing them in the raw that makes you think that you see feel differently about them yeah, the physicality of the modern players that you, you almost have to be near them on the, on the you know in a stadium to see the speed and the power and the, what yeah. they're doing um, it's, it's lost on television where it's all slightly slowed down but um, no a, a, a rotten game to watch Andy so we're in agreement there yeah. but a good win for Arsenal, Arsenal definitely yeah. 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 Well, let's move on then to uh, uh, the we've not got Newcastle Chelsea yet it's uh, Forest 2 Brighton 3 and I did love the Joel Veltman story that in a, fit, in a moment of madness as they celebrated the winner he threw his shirt and with it his GPS tracker that he wears for the game into the Brighton crowd so well the, the advantage of that Paul is he can now find his shirt and get it back well yeah well quite possibly <laughs> the other the other thing is that the, the, the club uh, I think the sun said today the club boffins are going to be looking at his GPS tracking and wondering how he was doing 70 mile an hour <laughs> on the motorway well, back to Brighton it does remind at the very uh, start of the technology revolution in football Mickey Quinn always tells a story he was at Portsmouth and they introduced heart monitors for the players to wear them overnight to see how fit they were and how their sleep was going and all the rest of it one of the doctors at Portsmouth went absolutely mad the next morning. My God, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, one of the players put the heart monitor his greyhound and let him loose um, <laughs> on, uh, 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 around the park. Uh, 
So, again, don't always trust the numbers. I mean, this is a funny old game because as Bright uh, Brentford at Arsenal was boring, this was a really good game. And I have to say this, two evenly matched teams, which often cancel each other out, the wonder ingredient here was terrible refereeing. The mm. referee made so many marginal calls that annoyed the players and officials of both sides, and it kept the game on the boil the entire time. Yeah. The now, double actually, yellow. Sorry, Danny, carry on. No, please, no, please. No, you, I, I think we saw, well, I think it's a good, this important point, because we saw in the recent, Howard Webb said last that they wanted a higher bar for penalty offences and told Vars to recommend overturns when that threshold was not met. Probably two or three weeks ago, Nothing would have happened with uh, Anthony Taylor. That wouldn't have gone back and been a penalty. But um, but I just think, I thought I, he gave those two yellows because he was a bit embarrassed. He was a bit embarrassed he'd had to bring the game all that way back. And he was a bit embarrassed as a senior ref that he'd been overruled by VAR. And maybe in different circumstances, Dunk wouldn't have got two yellows in about 10 seconds. And he misses I mean, the Chelsea game next week, which is uh, quite good. But they're playing in Greece uh, on Thursday. I've asked them to make that game on Saturday. Oh, OK. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. But Murillo for Forrest. I like him. I think yeah. he's a really, really good We're completely player. ignoring the music. We do apologise. Yeah, we have sorry. no control over that. We have to move on to the next game. But Brighton, you know, uh, Steve Cooper very upset with Anthony Taylor. And it was a big result for Brighton with 10 men. De Zerbi, who doesn't like 80% of the referees, yeah. not so bothered about this one. <laughs> yeah, he's quite happy. Yeah, He's, he's obviously, a, Andy Taylor's in the 20s. He's he having does a tricky like. season, Anthony Taylor. Oh. She Sheffield United 2, Bournemouth 3. And uh, yeah, the Blades fans, ironic mm. cheers when they got a little consolation goal at the end. That was... That was a bit of a stinker, wasn't it? 3-1, um, wasn't it? 3-1, sorry. 3-1, yeah. 3-1. Yeah. No, yeah, um, uh, but maybe the sort of Iriola, um ideas are sinking into these Bournemouth players. We're seeing it start to take shape for them a bit. And I guess that, that is a, a lesson to all of us fans who react to every defeat yeah. um, as though it was a personal catastrophe. Yeah. Um, that sometimes you have to give these coaches, particularly ones that you know are good, um, a little bit of time to, it's not magic, but to work their, their kind of mixture of science and humanity um, to get the team going. Um, Sheffield United were terrible on the day. Yeah. And I, I think they have less excuse perhaps about the international break. Except you could say, you know, it breaks momentum of actually playing games. Um, some good stats about Justin Clivert, who becomes only the third player to score yeah. in all five of the so-called big leagues. Yeah. Something his father didn't achieve, though. Between them, they scored, they've now scored in 10 different important leagues. <laughs> um, you know, very, very good indeed. Um, yeah, I want Bournemouth, to say about... Bournemouth, oh, go on. Where's Fothering? Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Bournemouth had 23 shots. You know, you're not, yeah. Sheffield, you're oh, like it could not have been a survive. lot worse than three. Oh, definitely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Wes Fothering, part of this weekend's goalies having nightmares playing it out from the back. There was yeah. Allison and Ramsdale. Ramsdale was a nervous wreck. And Flecking had a problem. I, mean, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty tough. I saw oh, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, it, Hard. It, I felt for him. It was difficult. Yeah. But, but Heckingbottom at the end, he said, uh, oh, never mind. the. He said the running data will show that we were all right. You think... Cares about the running data. Yeah, well, the running data doesn't keep you up. Yeah, doesn't keep you up. The running data. Ray Houghton was always best on this. So, you know, Liverpool would sometimes be, be stacked. The Liverpool, Liverpool team being outrun by the opposition. He said, but the scoreboard suggests that we did. But our running was more effective. And that, that, uh, you know, just running's important. Of course it is. But just running is that. That's nonsense for Paul to say. To say that yeah. it's just a, he could be better off just saying that was a poor day at the office, and we will do better. Uh, okay, well, we move on, Danny, uh, to, uh, sorry, Andy, uh, Newcastle 4, Newcastle 4, uh, Chelsea 1. And I'm just saying to Andy, where did that come from? Andy, you, you wonder if 
they got a bit cocky after Spurs and, and that result against City. They thought they could I go there could. against understrength yeah. Newcastle and roll them over. Well, you know, although Newcastle had a lot of players out, they still had their first choice front three. They still had Gumarish and Joe Linton. They still had Pope. They still had. Well, didn't Trippier. have Wilson. Wilson didn't play. Did well, no, but Isaac. They spent a lot of money yeah, on yeah. him, and he scored a great goal. I only saw the highlights, so I'll trust uh, Pochettino and Jason Cundy, who said that basically it was our worst performance of the season. It really looked like it. Um, I hate the way they just folded and conceded two in two minutes. Reese James was pathetic. What on earth was he doing? Like kicking the ball away. And then let Gordon go. What does it matter? You're 3-1 down. Now you miss the next game. I just thought, you know, Newcastle are a decent team and, you know, they'll they'll punish you. They're very clinical and they did what they did. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, Eddie Howe saying it was our best victory thing. Blimey, any team in all four divisions would have beaten Chelsea on Saturday. They were okay, so Andy, as always, fulsome praise for the opposition. That is very much a mark of the man, well, that's as you me, probably yeah. noticed over the years. But no excuses. But, they were Newcastle no excuses. Some emphatic finishing by Newcastle. Four goals. They're clinical. They were, that's what they very, do. They very, very emphatic. But, you know, the, the story here is Chelsea, who after the um, excellent visit they had to Dr. Tottenham. The tablets have now worn off and they're back in A&E, aren't they? Um, it <laughs> it's just, just going to be just... like that the whole season. One and trouble is they're going to need, I reckon, about 60 points to stay up because they're going to get docked at least 20. So, you know, that <laughs> it's going to be hard. And I, you, it's hard to see where it's coming from. I mean, yeah. they're obviously relying a lot on Nkunku doing something. Actually, it's literally got a half-empty glass in front of him at the moment, yeah. uh, ironically, it, as he talks about that. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the obvious thing against Newcastle was that Chelsea's midfield, they left out Caicedo, who hasn't played well anyway, let's be truthful about that, and Chelsea's midfield was just, it was neither one thing nor the other, neither fish nor fowl, you couldn't see what they were trying to achieve. Conor Gallagher, who I think has played pretty well this season, did a lot of the Paul Heckenbottom style running, but to no obvious effect, and the whole team was just, uh, look, let's be honest, if you get a situation where Thiago Silva is making mistakes, it's just a really bad day for the team, and the, yeah. the manager was right to call it out, because um, the players will know it themselves. So he wasn't telling them anything they didn't know, and they'll have to come. They'll come again, I guess. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Premier League weekend, three games to squeeze in. Uh, Luton 2, Crystal Palace 1. A costly afternoon for Palace with uh, Eze and Decore both uh, injured. Roy 
been upset, I think, with uh, the Eze injury. But three big points for Luton, as we said, a little bit of daylight between them and, and the bottom three, taking Everton in on that points deduction. I mean, I, I've been saying it since we started the season here on, on H&J. I like the fact that Luton have stayed absolutely true to their principles because I thought that they would eventually, get, you know, maybe not get enough points to stay up, but they would start to get these home wins. Oddly, of course, um, this was a game in which Palace might easily have won. They had a lot of chances. The goalkeeper mm. for, for Luton was the man of the match, wasn't he? Um, so it was a weird game from that point of view. I guess it was one of those days where you could say, far from Luton... Um, perhaps deserving to win the game. Everything could go wrong for Crystal Palace went wrong. Those two injuries look horrible um, for, I don't, I don't know how serious they are, but if, they were, if they're, you know, eight weeks or something, uh, horrible for Crystal Palace's prospects. Um, and, uh, you know, Roy afterwards, he knows, he knows his way around the game. He also knows his way around the English language. He did a great job of, of congratulating Luton while making it absolutely clear they didn't deserve to win the match. <laughs> yeah, well, they were a little bit fortunate. Palace hitting the bar yeah. late like that. And a yeah. great finish by Michael Elise. Yeah, so but, I mean, uh, we had sort of oh. goal, goal of the season contenders in two days running, didn't we? I think uh, it's like old my beer, wasn't it, Garnacho? But that Elise finish, he is some player, he's isn't tremendous, he? Tremendous. Yeah. Such, oh, such a great watch. Yeah. I, I, I think there is a touch of the... The Delhi Alley's about him, Danny, when I watch him at times. There's a little bit of swagger in his play, which is which is fantastic. Oh, look, considering he's been out injured as well, um, it was a perfect example of just what Crystal Palace have missed. I mean, they've missed a lot of their forward player from last year, as we said before. But just, again, one of those things where if you're a home fan, you see that go in. Um, even in 2023, where we're all so bitterly divided about football, I'd be applauding that if I was at Spurs and that was scored against them. Yeah. Goodness, you, what are you going to yeah. do about it? That's what you're paying your money for, to see players do that sort of thing. Yeah, and Luton really, really I mean, uh, consistently put a shift in, don't they? They work really, really hard, and that, that mm. can get you a fair old oh, yeah. way, consider when and there's teams below you that, that aren't maybe doing that quite as well. It was a great honour for them to be first on match of the day and also uh, quite a comment on the City-Liverpool game. More of that later. Yes. Everything not, I said not, about not, the Not fixture, much more, I hope. No, everything <laughs> I said about the fixture committee, putting that game on yeah. after the international break, they ruined their best game of the season. It was so tedious and ended up being sixth on match of the day. That said everything about that, that yeah. decision. The, t- the TV companies yeah. haven't yet recognised that those 12 o'clock kickoffs after the, oh, nearly all of them, but after the international breaks, they're always terrible. Um, and you know they're making them showpiece matches, but you know you're right. I mean, in the be- with the best way in the world, not not being dirty or anything, making the opponents physically uncomfortable in the environment of the football pitch. They're really really good at. It. They're big and they're strong, and they get around the pitch and they support each other. And um, you know I like I like watching them. It, it, it doesn't all have to be kind of you know FIFA ticker tacker. I like no. watching them and. I, I, I say just finally on that, you know, but Palace will be galled that they lost that game. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, so will Burnley. Burnley won West Ham, two West Ham, I think, pretty much there for the taking. I think their own fans would be honest about that. But a smash and grab at the end sort of sums up what's happening with Burnley and Vincent Company at the moment. Again, some pretty ropey defending, let them down. You're both old enough to remember the professional wrestling on ITV oh, uh, back in the day. And there was a move called the backbreaker. <laughs> and I suspect, uh, you know, and of course nobody's back ever got broken, thankfully. No. Uh, it was a stunt. Um, but that is a backbreaker for Burnley, isn't it? Um, when you're, is that five? They were already lost the last five. Mm. You're winning at home against a team who are struggling away. 
Um, and you can see two too late goals like that. Look, there's so much of the season left to go. Pronouncing teams dead and buried is a mugs game. But that 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 after a while, that these kind of things that keep happening to Burnley, they they must take their toll on, on, on the footballers. And the manager will continue to say the right things. But that's a that's a horrible well, horrible sequence yeah. of events leading to a horrible result for them. To stay up, they'll have to make history because uh, we read this weekend that no team has lost eleven of their first thirteen games and stayed up. And it's Sheffield United next weekend, so that is a proper that six is a big point game. game. Yeah. Um, I noticed that JJ Watt, the American footballer, has got an yeah. interest in the club. He was there. He's a super fella, but broad. He's so broad. I've written he's broader than Stuart and Chris Broad. Put really, but that's yeah. how broad he, he is. He seems to be taking up quite a lot of the chair, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> Wouldn't want to be sitting next to him, <laughs> certainly on a well, narrow seat. And but Divine well, Muamba, who scored the, I think he got the yeah. equaliser. Yeah. I can't believe the headline wasn't Divine Intervention for a sub that came on and scored yeah. whose name was Divine. But it's a great anywhere. name for a footballer as well. <laughs> was, uh, no, yeah. jo no John Waters references, I guess. Um, so, um, finally, finally, <gasps> finally we uh, got Manchester City oh, won, God. Liverpool won. The score I predicted in the Fools panel, yes, I told well you it wasn't going to be a stunner. You just saw it being low scoring. Well, you know, next week it would have been a good game. But next wasn't Allison a, a kind of? You could see he was a sort of symptom. He, lo he looked half asleep. He looked like he just got off the plane and went out there and played. He was Three all over the shot. To give them a goal before he did. It's yeah, amazing. I mean, but you know, look, it, I mean, it wasn't his he, finest he, hour. But there's if I think I'm right, he, he had played the two games because Edison had a slight knock, didn't he? So mm. there was advantage to the goalkeepers there. Allison is. Oh, goodness, he's at least the equal best goalkeeper in the Premier League. Yeah, um, and. About five things he did during the during the game were so atypical it could only be explained by the by the early kickoff after the travelling. Um, it was a terrible game, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, not just because the teams didn't quite get after each other. It was that none of the quality uh, we associate we'll with the two teams with a on display either. It was a bad yeah. Yeah. We are coming to you yeah, live from, from uh, London's busy West End. But I mean, you're always challenge. And we're going to be bringing your show from the You know what? I looked at it and I thought, well, that's going to be a overall because he's got hands on him. I mean, I think it's. I think if Andy Gray was watching on that loft, he would have flashed it into the mud. I mean, they'd have a different From take on it but if you then, put the hands on a keeper thanks for listening um, do you know what I I, I, I mean I, I hate to say this because I hate to see the goal I thought it was a foul because yeah. his hand was on his arm yeah which was one of the two the two arms he's reaching up for the ball if he'd been on his shoulder or, or his side I think they'd have let it stand but but he was interfering with the goalkeeper going for the ball I think although with the game he had down there Kanji's probably kicking himself because he could have completely left him alone and he still might have dropped it it was just I mean he's a great keeper he just had a very bad day yeah and for all the reasons I reckon there was only I reckon they said to the Brazil side boys there's been a mix up there's, there's one seat in economy one of you's going to take one for the team <laughs> and Alisson said I'll do it he's had no film he sat bolt upright no. <laughs> no, Andy. Brilliant. It looked like it looked like he was actually working as a steward on the plane. <laughs> better, I mean, point, oh, well. better point for Liverpool and yeah. uh, classy finish. Lovely, a lovely equaliser, by the way. A lovely yeah. ping of the ball. And all the time it's day one nil. You were kind of waiting for it to happen, weren't you? It had that sort they of nearly nicked to it. Out of the Death City, but I'm not sure yeah. it would have been correct. So, and so it's, finally, an it's an important result for the league, though, isn't it? The, the, you yeah. know, you, you don't want City to run away with it because then the, then the pick will be out describing as a farmers' league. Yeah. It definitely isn't. Well, I think you'll find Spurs will put them in there place next Sunday afternoon, but Danny. Don't, don't, I mean, Suppose a two win, Paul. <laughs> of course they are. I reckon, though, that City are going to get fined about 60 points, but they'll still be all right. You think they'll, they'll stay, stay up? up. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs>
Vincent Company's face when they step on the last day of the season at Turf Moor. Anyway, uh, let's have a look at Fulham Wolves tonight, Danny. Um, just the one remaining fixture from the weekend. I mean, uh, again, uh, TV companies, uh, no disrespect to Fulham or Wolves, he says, about to disrespect both Fulham <laughs> and Wolves. This game could have been Manchester City and Liverpool yeah. on a Monday night under lights yeah. with the extra two days to recover and we'd all be salivating now, wouldn't we? I think some the reason the police didn't want it. No, yeah, well, yeah. for some reason. I don't know, it could be. It could be yeah. that it's quite a volatile fixture. Uh, at times, this one. Yeah, so it's become I, I, more volatile in recent shame, years. You know, really. So I, people in the pub all day and then going to that match. But uh, think, um, of, yeah. you know, Sky need to think about it. The league need to think about it. The fixture committee need to think about it. That is a, always going to be twice a year a really crucial game. Should probably be Sunday at four thirty. Worst way, Sunday two o'clock or something like that. I know yeah. there are reasons sometimes why you can't, but they need to sort of prioritise that fixture. Yeah, uh, Wolves looking at you know after the uh, Tottenham win last week, looking at I mean it's, I suppose it's the Raúl Jiménez derby, isn't it? It's a chance for him to show what uh, what they're missing. He's starting to show a little bit of rhythm. At yeah, times. He scored, didn't he, in the yeah. last game? So yeah, we'll Fulham are just uh, just not themselves, are they? They've got some very good players. We know that, um, and the manager has you know had experience in the Premier League. They're just not quite the team they were last year for whatever sets of reasons. They're lucky that they're, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not right on the edge of the relegation scrap at the moment because several teams have started very badly and Everton have had their points deduction, though not the swinging 60-point reductions that Andy's predicting <laughs> no. for several teams. and 20s, blimey, good job you're not that. in charge. Well, if, you know, if, if Everton get 10 for just what, for that. Well, I think you'll find oh, yeah. City, as things stand, have not done anything wrong. Fine, OK. So, Danny, how many points did Spurs get deducted for not putting out a proper team in the Intertoto back in the day? Was it 12? I think it was. Or 10? I think on appeal, points, they yeah. were, I think on, on appeal that we were, uh, yeah, I think we, it was just a fine. So, uh, that's some and, good and, 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 and to finish that off, Alan Sugar then made all the other teams in the Premier League pay the fine between them. He yeah. <laughs> did. Um, because oh, they, they, they said, Look, we did you a favour entering the Intertoto Cup. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, they took one for the team. That's very true. Yeah. Danny, yeah. nice one. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the darts. It looks like it looks, the place sounds buzzing behind you there. Stand brilliant. up if you love the darts. There's Danny Kelly. They're back on Sunday night for the brilliant Trans Europe Express with Andy Brassel and the game. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The draws just round the corner and say very noticeable chatting to some of the senior players that a little bit of nerves finding out who they've got obviously Definitely. they'll back themselves yeah. to beat people in the second round but you never know that's why we have bookmakers that's talking right. of which <laughs> uh, Paddy, what a segue Paddy, what a pro what a pro Paddy Power has rejoined <laughs> us um yeah, I'll tell you, we got the betting on the tournament so far. Paddy. Yeah, we be do. interesting because we're, Phil said he thinks there's a few runners and riders. He's gone for, I think he said, MVG versus uh, Gerwin Price. Price in the final, he thinks. Well, there seems to be three. Like, I mean, obviously, form is everything. Like, Michael Smith won it last year that that memorable leg. But he's he's only fourth favourite, like, nine to one. But the, like, it seems to be the three that are a standout is Michael Van Gerwen and Luke Humphreys are both seven to two joint favourites. And then Gerwin Price, 11 to two. And then it's nine to one and bigger the rest. So... Uh, it depends. I guess it depends on the draw, doesn't it? But if, they, if 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 we do get a final like that, it's a bit of a fairy tale final. So uh, uh, that'd be great. But yeah. yeah, funny. I was thinking Michael Van Gerwen as well, just because he's kind of been there, done that. I know he's had a few disappointments along the way too, but he's kind of seems to be coming into form at the right time. Like Luke Humphreys is almost untouchable at the moment, but it's obviously, you know. As somebody with experience of throwing darts in front of a crowd, <laughs> um, uh, it, it's 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 very. I'd say it's very different 
difficult to get over the line the first time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it may, maybe he'll go and hammer everybody and, and keep going, but I'd say it's going to be tricky to, to just get over the line and maybe he'll need a, the, the, another year under his belt, you know. You were telling us you'd had quite an intimate moment with the power back in the day. I did, a long time. I was trying to figure out how long ago. It could be like 15 years ago, probably around the time, just, just after I started coming on this show, I think. Right, OK. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, um, and we were sponsoring a darts event in City West in Dublin and uh, the first year we sponsored it, he got knocked out in the first round by mm. a relatively unknown player called Kevin Painter turned out to be a great yeah, a, a the great, artist a great yeah. artist yeah. good nickname yeah yes <laughs> exactly and, uh, and then but the next year Taylor won it and I was on the stage giving him the big trophy or whatever and he was obviously a bit of relief and the crowd were going bananas like I was all like, living in te- you know, the w- w- yeah. Taylor Wonderland all that kind of stuff they were going mad and whatever and he just grabbed me and gave me a massive smacker right in the lips oh. live on the telly okay. fantastic yeah so it was great there you go we're very intimate so you danced for a while after <laughs> danced that danced for a while oh, yeah, took, yeah. Him out, took him out for a few drinks <laughs> <laughs> one of your other sporting loves apart from Phil the Pat is rugby and you tell me you went to the Rugby World Cup uh, I did yeah I was over for a few th- a real Glory boy, I only went to the, the, the kind of the bigger games. I went to Ireland against South Africa, which honestly was one of the greatest games I've ever been at because it was mm. so tense. We were on the edge of the seats and, and obviously won the game in the end. And I brought the kids to that, and it was a great experience for them as well. It was a brilliant game to go to, you know, it was just really good. The atmosphere was amazing. Then went to Ireland against Scotland, which again was great. It was a, a kind of a must win game, and that was a, I went with the lads to that one. Uh, that was brilliant. And then the surprise for Jane was I hadn't told her I was going the following week to Ireland against New Zealand. Ah. <laughs> uh, which <laughs> what, a, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, but that obviously was, it was amazing. On, on until we lost and nobody could believe that we'd actually lost but I did go I, complete, I hope she's not listening I completely lied to her because she was going mad because I was away every weekend basically and I came home and I said listen I was planning on bringing you to the semi-final next week but now totally got away with it. Was hollow, that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it was there a bit of disappointment at home because the feeling was that you should go on and win it you could go on and win it funny it was like the first time as an Ireland fan in any sport where you're at a world level you're kind of thinking geez, we could win this or maybe we should win this you know and it was just like the disbelief even though it was New Zealand like the disbelief that we actually lost like it was just the whole crowd were just 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 dumbstruck and I think the the disappointing thing was is they're just the same as every other team that got beat in the quarterfinals even though they're just not their better you know what I mean but it just yeah. it was sad for Johnny Sexton and so all those all these little little things and you saw just the way the tournament was set up I mean uh, I'd say you know in hindsight they, they're disappointed too if the two quarterfinals there where France and Ireland went out uh, if they were the semis, you'd be going wow, like kind of one-score games, down to the wire, really intense. And then the other two, the other two quarters were weren't of the same level as all at, at all. But uh, so look at the draw. I mean, we knew for a long time that was what we were going to have to do, and, and didn't manage to get it done. So I felt sorry for Johnny Sexton. Uh, he lives around the corner from me at home, and uh. I actually, I actually called, <laughs> called around to his house randomly to say hard luck and to give him a, give him a little <laughs> gift. And, uh. Uh, and I was totally starstruck. He looks amazing. I swear to God, he has so stories. How are you retired? He, like he looks, he's chiselled. He looks. He's so you just knocked on his door with yeah. a present for him? Yeah, no, I've met. I, I know him. You I was going to say the area. Bit, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit random. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, he's uh, he's a very nice fella. And uh, not, it wasn't a pair of Paddy Power underpants, was it? No, it wasn't quite. It was a few bottles of wine. A few bottles of wine. I don't know if I to drink them now, but but yeah. He was, he's very nice and everything like that but uh, I was totally starstruck even though I know the guy do you see him as a future coach the Ireland team what um, do you think he'll do he's, he's got a he's got a real job now he hasn't started yet. I think he starts after Christmas uh, a grown up job uh, and it's like in, in, in business right and I 
honestly, I'd be amazed if he doesn't step back into rugby at some stage because they do. Yeah. They talk about him in those veins that he parent. He's like a coach on the pitch. He seems to see the game. It's like he always strikes me. Do you remember the the uh, the the Queen's Gambit? Remember that show? Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. you've seen the chessboard on the roof and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like he kind of sees the the game in that way in a weird way that other people don't. So I'd be amazed if he if he's let stay out of rugby for too long, you know. Yeah. Talking of presents, so one of your people came along giving Paul and I dartboard. I've never yeah. seen anything so heavy in We've all got, my life. Well, it's a dartboard, <laughs> I'm really grateful, but I don't know have how you, I'm going to get it he, home. He, he, have we got any lighter ones? It's <laughs> just for the yeah. balsa wood Do you know one, how right? predictable that is? Like, yeah. yeah. I've just got this really nice present. I'm really yeah. grateful, but... It's a bit <laughs> heavy. <laughs> it's a bit heavy. Well, are you prepared to carry it home for him on the train? <laughs> we'll get, uh, we'll get yeah. someone to bring it home for you, Andy, don't worry. Now, Paddy, you were telling us earlier on you've not been to Ali Paddy for the World Dart yet. This will be a first for you, won't it when uh, you go there this time it will it'll be a first and I can't wait because I watch yeah. it every year on the telly and yeah. it's an amazing atmosphere and it's when like you I, tell, the intro, I was just telling you off air the interesting thing about it is that you know, it, it could be a powder keg and Andy makes a very good point which you'll make in a moment but you've got lots of gangs predominantly of young men all in fancy dress all have had a couple of lagers but Touchwood, there's never any trouble. There's a really good atmosphere generally when you, you go along. And, it's, and you've got your yeah, theory. Yeah, because they aren't partisan. It's not like football. It's not like it's your team. I mean, people like the players, love the players, but I don't think you're sort of desperate for one yeah. to win over another. And know? it is. It's, it's raucous. It's rowdy. A lot of beer gets thrown in the, in the air. But it's, a, it's always a kind of good atmosphere. Very noticeable. And I think, yeah, when people go, they probably know what to, what to expect, right? I mean, they, and, they, and you're, I guess you're encouraged from the stage to get, to get involved and the, yeah. Sure, the players must love the the bit of noise and the and the atmosphere and everything. And it's really nice to have a sporting event to show that like we, we still can go, go out and have a few jars and go to a sporting yeah, event. Yeah, and yourself, run, you know? that's very yeah. true. Well, Paddy, lovely to see you. You too, guys. As always, and uh, hopefully we maybe we'll see you over Christmas. And if you're if you're down this way for the for the darts, will indeed. Yeah, Look nice one. It. All the Cheers, best. Lads. Cheers, Paddy. Bye Thanks bye. very much. There's, there we go on this Paddy Pal. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. Back in the studio tomorrow. Myself and Charlie, and he'll be back on. Wednesday so do hope you can join us then if not the podcast will be available as always at four but thanks for listening you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on talk sport even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.